Well, happy new year to you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this morning on this webinar. It is such a delight uh, that I get to hang out with you and invest this time into you and your business and your year, right? Which is ultimately what this is for. Um, you know, ultimately what I'd love you to do is just put in the chat for me uh, where you are from. So you'll see a control panel on the right of screen uh, and you'll see a section that says chat. Do me a favor and put in there where you're from. And I do that because uh, we have just under 600 people registered for Start Strong 21. And, uh, and a lot of those names, I have no idea where they're from and I wanna get to know you guys. So uh, just literally in the chat, um, just put in there for me uh, where you are from. Uh, I can see them absolutely flying in now, which is really cool. Really, really, really cool. Uh, we've even got Tasmania in the house, so welcome. All right, so um, each morning for approximately 20 minutes, you know, all I really want to do here is, like, like I want to have my best year ever in business and not just for myself. I want you to have your best year ever in business, and that's going to look like many different things. But I want to play a part in it, right? I want to play a part in you having your best year. And so one of the things that I want to do is just want to give you that shot in the arm, right? Some of you aren't even back to business until next Monday, and you're still joining me, even though you're on holidays, because you want that shot in the arm. So that's really all I'm trying to do here. 20 minutes, hanging out, seven days in a row, talking about different things, just give you that momentum, that energy, that pressure, that push, that pull, whatever you need so that you can come out of the blocks as fast as you possibly can. And of course, the earlier you get momentum, the more ground you can cover and the better year you're going to have, right? So that's the name of the game. That's why I'm doing this. And we're going to try and have a bit of fun doing it as well as we go. Today's is a little bit more foundational. Um, we're going to get into some more tactics in subsequent days. But today, ultimately, you know, I believe that for things to change, first, I must change, right? For things to change, First, I must change, which is different to how a lot of people think. A lot of people think, for things to change, I need a new government. For things to change, I need coronavirus to stop. For things to change, I need a better team. No, 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 no. They're all, they're all very good thoughts. But actually, actually, we should take extreme ownership over our future. And so to do that, for things to change, first, I must change. And so we've got to work on ourselves first. And that's what we're going to be doing here, basically covering three little topics. Before we do, uh, I think that I always want to hold in front of us a reminder of what it is that sets us apart as kingdom entrepreneurs, as Christians in business. You know, ultimately, there's a lot of businesses out there. Australia alone, and we've got representation from broader than Australia, but Australia alone has 2.2 million businesses, actually just a little bit more. And so I think at the US got 24 million and so forth, right? So, so there's a lot of businesses out there, but actually us as believers, us as redeemed believers, there's gotta be something different about the way we operate. Otherwise we are the same as the world. And if we're the same as the world, then we're certainly not set apart. So I always wanna make sure that I'm holding in front of us the motivation, the impetus to actually do things differently. And the way I would language that to you is you've got a fresh opportunity right now for 2021 
to be that year that you really double down on doing kingdom business, right? Now, what is that? It is getting away from the standard way of doing business, which is this self-interest-based business model, right? If you look around the world, 99.999% of businesses are self-interest-based, meaning that the business really only is there to produce one thing, and that's profits for the owners or profits for the shareholders and the owners, and that's it. And so when that becomes your focus, then of course you'll cross any moral boundary to achieve more of that. Kingdom business is different. We need to approach business in the opposite spirit. The opposite spirit being, sure, we can enjoy nice things. Sure, we need to be profitable. Sure, we can take some of that for our shareholders ourselves. But actually what sets us apart is building a business that benefits others. That's it. Getting away from self-interest-based business and getting away, get, getting towards other others interested business. And if you want a biblical example of that, the most simple one, of course, is go right back to the very beginning of the Bible and look at Cain and Abel. It comes time for an offering, time to bring their offering to the Lord. One brings fat portions of the best animal. One brings a few vegetables. And the Lord says to the one that brings vegetables, sin is crouching at your door and you need to learn to rule over it. We, when we start to withhold, when we do business just for ourselves, then the Lord would say to us, sin is crouching at your door. It wants to devour you. You need to learn to rule over it. And so the way that we get around that is we approach 2021 in business saying, Lord, I want my business to benefit and prosper others as well as myself. That'll look like a million different things. That could look like giving to church, giving to organizations, funding your assignment, whatever. But actually, just the very start is the heart that this business, it doesn't matter whether I'm going to do 50 grand this year or 50 million this year, this business is going to not only benefit me, but it's going to benefit others. And if you approach 2021 in that spirit, then of course, our God will breathe on your business even more than he might because you're doing it his way and you will see the blessing of the Lord. That's ultimately what sets us apart. That's ultimately what makes people say, why you do things a little bit differently around here? And then, of course, that is a witness. All right. So uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. I want to talk about visions and targets. See, there is really no point in saying, I'm going to have the best year ever. You know, this is my breakthrough year. Oh, by the way, I've seen all the rubbish on Facebook in the last 72 hours. You know, I saw one just before I came on here. It's like, you're going you're gonna to thrive, not survive. I'm like, not just by telling me I'm not. Like, I actually need to have a vision for my business, something that pulls me forward throughout the year and, and something that I can actually tangibly build if I'm going to have my best year ever. It's not going to happen because I put it on Facebook. It's not going to happen because somebody with half a prophetic voice declared it over some, you know, remote friend on, on social it's going to happen because you intentionally take action towards building a vision that you set out to build. So, But I want to talk about vision in a slightly different context here. I want to look at vision and targets differently. Vision meaning a picture of how business looks, targets being the financial uh, goals that we set. A the mistake I believe a lot of people make when it comes to like, you know, start of a year, what do I want this year to stand for, is they pick a monetary goal. 
Now, I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan of monetary goals, right? But actually, I think that's different to casting vision, right? So if you get up and decide, okay, this year we're going to do 100 grand and that's a stretch for you or a million or 10 million or 100 million. Like if you just say, listen, that's all I really care about is hitting that one figure, you'll probably end up doing damage to yourself, your brand and your momentum because you'll start to create outcomes that drive towards that one big outcome, but you could actually hit your big financial target and completely obliterate your brand on the way through, right? So, so you could end up doing behavior that doesn't actually help you. So that's why I want to separate these things out. Like you should have a financial target that says, I want to do this this year. And the reason why I've pluralized it with targets is because you should then break that down into how much am I going to chase down in January, February, March, April, right the way through to December and have different targets for different months, depending on the cycle and trends of your industry, right? You should do that. You should have an overall amount of money you want to do between January and December, I know that's not how we report, but you can still have targets set January to December, right? <clears throat> and then, and you break those down and you, and you put them up and you chase those down every single month, you hit those targets, right? That, that's one thing. But actually, if that's all your vision is, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel rubbish and you could jeopardize your business. I want us to explore a little bit more around the vision of the actual organization. I think if you were to start to get your head around the organization you want to build this year, and then you go build that organization, the byproduct of growing that organization will be greater output. The byproduct of greater output will be hitting the revenue targets that you set. But actually chasing money is so futile that I would put it lower in terms of vision than I would actually getting a clear picture, a crystal picture about the organization that you want to build. So I want to put this to you. Imagine if you actually got real clarity at this time of year on the size of the team that you want to have around you by December this year, right? So, and by the way, that could be adding one person. <coughs> it, it could be adding 15 people. It could be adding 50 people, depending on how quickly you want to scale and grow. But actually, if you said, okay, well, like in terms of vision this year, we're a team of seven. By December, I want to be a team of 15 people. That starts to get you like, I'm employing, I'm loving having people around me. It's got a good culture in my business. You know, we can vibe together. We're going to do more output, new ideas. Like when you start to cast vision that way, all of a sudden it's easier to get handles on how to do it than it is to go, I want to do a million dollars, right? So I, I want you to consider what's the size of the team that you want to build this year. How about this one? How about this one? I'm a really big fan of deciding at the start of the year how many people you want to serve this year. Customers. But instead of looking at them like a transaction, actually going, right, well, we currently get the privilege of serving 170 people in a year, actually what would we have to do to serve 340 people this year and double the amount of customers that we have? But, but, but actually putting it through the lenses of I want to serve this many people forces you to then think about your systems and processes and staff and payroll and marketing to then back up how to serve that many people. And of course, if you serve that many people, then the financial targets will look after themselves. 
What about this one? What if you had a vision this year for more locations, right? And maybe it's not physical locations. Maybe it's, maybe it is, maybe it's, I'm on the Gold Coast and I want to do the whole Eastern Seaboard, or I'm in Brisbane and I want to do Melbourne, or I, I, I'm in Brisbane, but I want to do online. What if you actually set a vision for just expanding your reach through locations? What if you actually set a vision for more products and more services, right? Adding product lines to your business is a good idea because you can go back to your current customers and sell them a second or a third or a fourth product, which is just going to make you more money. Or of course, you innovate a brand new product, go find the market and sell it to them and you get more revenue. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is imagine if the conversation around vision was less about money and we just put that in the targets column and we actually started to build a vision for the organization, starting to get clarity of what that will look like in December this year. Then, of course, you can work backwards from there to go and build it, all right? If, if you don't have clarity now, then it's not going to come when you start to get really busy in late January, February, March, April. Like it's not now is when you just decide that's what I'm going to go build. All my decision making lines up to that outcome. And now I'm intentional every day to go and build that vision. That is probably going to take you no more than sitting down with a notepad and a pen and one coffee for you to start to get clarity on that. And then you can communicate that vision with the team and they'll all rally around to want to help you build that. They're not as, they're not going to get as excited as rallying around to build that. They'll do that because it's a target and we chase it. But actually the passion and the discretionary effort from your team will come because they want to build out your vision. All right. The second thing I want to talk to you about this morning to work on you is your disciplines. You know, like I said before, everyone's saying this is my breakthrough year and they're all hanging on to the prophet that puts out a word every single day to try and make it relevant. Like, like let me say to you that this will not be your breakthrough year unless you intentionally take the action to produce that outcome. It won't, right? <laughs> it, we, we, we are too smart now to think that, you know, just by wishing it and willing it, it's going to happen. No, no, this will become your breakthrough year if you do life by design instead of life by default. If you actually design your life that is conducive, right, with achieving the vision that you've set, then you're very likely to hit it. If you think you can just mumble along and hopefully it all falls into plan and 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 all not and it's almost by some other force that you're going to have your breakthrough year, then I want to tell you it's 50-50 whether you get there and those odds are not good enough. You need to decide, right, that you are taking control of your part of building your vision and then your disciplines need to match your intention. So for me, right, this is a great opportunity to set New Year's resolutions, which is effectively just new disciplines. And I hear people say it's a bad time of year and why wait and they don't last. They'll last if you want it bad enough. They'll last if you want it bad enough. But and, and, and that's why it's disciplines, not euphoria. January 1, everybody's pumped, right? You've just eaten your face off for two weeks of Christmas. Everybody wants to join the gym and they want to pay lip service. But it's hard work. But if you want it bad enough, you'll go and you'll commit the time. It will be your disciplines this year 
that set you apart from your last year and get you closer to your vision. What do I mean by that? I mean, I mean, you do have to fit things into your day consistently and jealously guard them as disciplines so that they get done. So for me, I mean, I've basically got five Fs that I build my life around that is where my disciplines come from. And the five Fs are faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. That's just us. That's how we roll. And so my disciplines, I use that as a framework to decide them. So so maybe, maybe like I, I need to find time every single day to spend with the Lord, reading my Bible, praying, and listening. I need time every single day to do that. I need to find my secret place, my quiet place, all right? If it was good enough for David to have a quiet place, it's good enough for me. I've got to find that place in my life where every single day I get up and I push the world aside because it's got so many demands. I push it aside and I start listening and praying and communicating with the God that I've chosen to believe in. Right, so I've got to I've got to activate my faith. I've got to have disciplines in my faith. I've got to have disciplines in my family. What does that look like? I need to carve time to be intentional with Kimberly and my three girls. I need to carve time on a daily basis to show them that they are important. It's got to be a discipline that is somewhere in my life. My finances is easy. Finances are going to look after themselves if you have the discipline to grow your business, and your finances will be fine. And then, of course, there's the you know, the least interesting one, in my opinion, of the five is the fitness one, but but I've got to have disciplines to do that. For example, last year, I set a goal of running a thousand kilometers in a year. And I will be the first to say I choked, right? I was, I was killing it <coughs> up until coronavirus. And then, you know, all of those challenges that came and I uh, I got to about 700 Ks, which is twice as much as I had done the year before, but I got nowhere near the goal. Uh, I did do a thousand phone calls. Uh, not that that's going to help me with my fitness. So this year I'm doing it again. I'm like, no, I didn't do it last year. I fell short. Bang. My discipline wasn't there. By the way, I could have done it last year. It's just an excuse that I didn't get there. I could have done it. I'm going to do it this year. Run a thousand Ks. Okay. So whatever that is, 80, you know, 80, 80 a month and you, you get there, 80 and a bit of change. And then I need to have disciplines around my fun. What does that look like? What does it look like to have fun? Now, let me tell you how I do this. I've already decided my fun for the year. I've already decided it. I buy a one-year planner that's this big, has every day of the year on it. I sit down with my family before I let anybody in the business fill it in. And I sit down and I go, okay, when's our ski trip? You know, when's the, we're going to go to Hamilton Island this year because we've never been before and it looks lovely. And then when's the four long weekends that I get with Kimberly and no kids? We're already in there. It is a discipline to put those into my diary first. And now everything else, the business can have all the rest of the time, but the discipline is there for me to have honored the family and I get to have some fun. I want to say to you that it'll be your disciplines and maybe it's just as simple as getting up 30 minutes earlier. And if you need to get up 30 minutes earlier, go to bed 15 minutes earlier and everything will work out okay. <clears throat> but maybe, maybe you just need to build those disciplines around you because you're not going to get there by accident. You're going to get there by intentionally deciding that your behavior needs to match your intentions. The third thing I want to talk to you about this morning is reasons over excuses. Reasons over excuses. You need more reasons to win than you've got excuses to lose. In other words, what we're talking about here is you need to find your why. 
Because when you've got a crystal clear why and you know why you're going to get up every day, then behind that will be more reasons to win this year than excuses to lose. Now, that's not what the world wants you to do. The world wants you to come up with so many excuses that it anesthetizes you against the pain of regret. No, no, it, it, it might work in the short term, but that's going to wear off and you're going to start to feel really crappy about yourself or your year at some point in the future. If you just decide that you've got a big enough reason to win this year, you'll win this year. This can't come from me. This can't come from anything except something inside of you where you choose absolutely, unapologetically, I'm doing it. But it's got to come from in here. I can't tell you to do it. I can't push you. I can't pull you. You know, like I can lay this out as a concept for you, but I can't motivate you to find that. You have to find your why. And let me tell you, it may not come to you like that. Sometimes you have to dig these things out. See, for me, having been in personal development world for so long, it's simple for me to be able to chase down the why and put my finger on it. But it wasn't always, and it may not be for you. So here's the exercise that I think you should do. You literally go and you grab your pen and your notebook and a blank piece of paper, and you go and you write at the top of the page, why do I want this to be my best year ever? Question mark. You put your answer down, and then you go through a process. And why is that? And you write an answer and you write, and why is that? And you write an answer. And why is that? And you write an answer. And why is that? And you write an answer. And you can probably see where I'm going here. You probably have to write down, and why is that? 50 times before you get so frustrated with the exercise that the actual why just bursts out of you and you go, well, because I'm just sick of playing small. Bingo, you found it. Or you do the exercise and you're getting really frustrated and you go, well, because everybody told me I was never going to amount to much and I really want to go prove it. Great. Now you found your why. Or you're going through the exercise and you're like, because I'm sick of selling my family short and not giving them what I want. So I want to build the business so I can reward them. Once you go through the exercise, the exercise of just, and why is that? And why is that? And why is that? And why is that? The exercise will force you to get so frustrated that you'll actually put your finger on the hot button and your entire motivation and your why will come out of you. And once you have that, then it doesn't matter what gets thrown at you this year because you've got more reasons to win than you have excuses to lose. Then when your team quit and they lie to you and somebody's stealing and your competitor does this and the landscape and Facebook changes the algorithm, when all that stuff happens, none of it derails you because your why is so compelling that they all just become little speed bumps to getting you to the end of the game. That would be the exercise that I would love you to do at some point today. All right, guys, I appreciate the fact that you've been watching along and I've already gone a little bit over time. I want to honor the 20 to however many minutes I said. <clears throat> and, uh, and so here's what I want you to do. Right now, I want you to say, what's the top one thing that jumped out to you on this webinar, please? What's the top one thing that jumped out to you? Please put it in the chat section of the webinar because I want the feedback loop from you guys about what's popping. What's the one thing that jumped out to you on this morning's webinar, please? <clears throat> Very good. Very, very good. They're flying in. Very, very good. Well, guys, 
hey, I'm going to let you get back to your day because you've got a lot to get through. We're going to be back here tomorrow morning. We're going to get a lot more practical as these days unfold. But I just want to play my part in you having your best year ever. Love you guys. See you in 24 hours.